was totally committed to our team as we made a championship and playoff run. We're closer than you guys think, and we're probably a little bit closer than the fan base, you know, national perception, all that thing. April Fools. Yeah, very early Sunday morning. Uh, USC engaged with some interest and wanted to have a conversation. And honestly, Scott, that's the first conversation at any point in my time at Oklahoma that I'd ever had with uh, with another football team. April Fools. I can tell you personally, if I'm looking at a guy um, that's a potential transfer incoming here, and that guy quit on his team mid-season, unless there's a extenuating circumstance, I, I'm going to have a hard time taking him. <laughs> uh, I think you suck. Oh, man. Some of those things are so funny. I uh, It's the first time I'd ever had a conversation about leaving or, or whatever exactly that, how he framed that. Uh, I mean, honestly, good Scott, at that. you know, uh, we first had a conversation, you know, Sunday night. He's good at that. Now, my agent has been talking with them in detail for months now, and not just them, also Louisiana State. But, yeah, I've, it's the first time I've, I've talked to anyone. Have you enjoyed the uh – April Fool's yeah. Day on the show today. Yeah. yeah, April Fool's stuff is pretty good. Well, uh, let's cap it off a little bit, shall we? All right. Let's do – I'm going to make some states, statements here, and we'll mix in everyone's Friday favorite, your yeah, if it's okay. true, or April Fool's if it's wrong. All right? Okay. Statement number one, USC will win a conference championship in three years. Uh, what am I supposed to say if it's wrong? April Fools. April Fools. Okay, thank God. Oh, we They'll can be con- close. We can continue this segment. Woo. They'll be close in in three. I think they're going to have some serious growing pains next year. The fall, like it's going to get better and better in three. They're going to be close, but Oregon. That's and I, I think it's April Fools, but I'd like to know if Dan Lanning's going to be at Oregon in three years. I'm not necessarily yeah, that's true. confident that that's going to be the case. I think he could be a two and done in Eugene, maybe even a one and done if it goes awesome this year. And depending on what what jobs in the. SEC come open. Hey, uh, text line, by the way, you got a random, funny, in whatever question you have, uh, air coverage solutions text line. April Fools or not? Question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They can okay. play along with this. Statement number two OU will win a natty in five years with Brent Venables. Yeah. Dang, you didn't have to think long about that one. I've already said it. Uh, 2023. Who's going to be the quarterback? Better uh-huh. be Dylan Gabriel. Immaterial. Immaterial? I think that it's material on who the quarterback's going to be. Why do you think that? That's uh, the most important position on the field, for one. And if Dylan Gabriel is not the guy, you're going to be breaking into first-time starter in 2023. Not saying that it's impossible, but I don't know if the roster is going to be in a situation where it could carry a first-year starting quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it'll it'll probably be the Gabriel kid, but... I think he's going to be around for 23. Yeah, I think so too. 
If not, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll pick up a, a transfer quarterback somewhere. I'll also give a yeah on winning a, a natty in five years. Don't try and copy my my yes. We're too late. <laughs> Statement number three: Javante Barnes will be the leading rusher this season. All the hype right now. I, you started the hype oh, early on in the show today. Leading rusher. By the end of the season, that's April Fool's. What? Come on. Yeah. You can't even play around a little bit. You just told I'm, me early in the show you talked to someone that said he could be the leading rusher by the end of the season. And now just no. Well, that's not what I said, first of all. That's what I heard. Said that he yeah, <laughs> said that he, he may be the one that kind of takes over the carries by the end of the season. That's a big difference. Uh, especially if the end of the season is like the last two, three games whenever you've had, you know, nine other games that's been Eric Gray and the major kid. I, I, I don't think so. Not this year. I think he'll be a factor, though. Eric Gray is going to be your leading rusher. That's right. That's, that's who it's going to be. Tried to uh, get you to go Mm-mm. in on that one. No, no. Uh, statement number four, the over-under on losses for OU this upcoming football season is one and a half, and the correct assessment of that is to take the under on the one and a half. Oh, man. Now, hang on a second. This is regular, regular season. Uh, yeah. Whoa, playing the homer card today. I like well, it. Well, it, one loss season is... Our schedule is not that bad. It's about as good as you could ask for. You don't have to be an elite team to roll off an eleven and one in the regular season this year. I, I don't. I don't think so. There, there's going to be some tougher games than uh, some of these teams are going to emerge uh, and, and turn into really good squads. Maybe it's Kansas State. I think they've got some real potential. Um, you know, just don't know really with Tech and TCU. Kind of don't really know with Oklahoma State with with all the change that they've gone through. I, I do think they could have a really good offense. So, I, I, I mean, I would have been saying that if 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 last season had just you know finished and Lincoln was still the coach here and we're still got the the same situation we had a year ago, I'd be saying the same thing. Be saying they're probably going to be a one loss conference champion. You're saying if Lincoln was back for this year, I would. Yeah, I would probably make that same pick. Oh, I, I wouldn't. No, I, no? I, I wouldn't at all. I think that there would have been a much different turnout for guys in the portal. Now, I guess you'd have Carl's Jr. back, um, but no, I last the the last three games revealed a fundamental issue that was that was a, it was in the program. I, I don't. I, no, I would not have picked a, a one-loss season. The I, that's last easy, that's three? easy to say right now. But dude, you okay, tell me Kansas more, didn't reveal that? It did, but it was more obvious towards the tail end of the season than it had ever been, though the okay. Kansas game was pretty obvious too. No, I, easy to say that now, but I, it would have been a very doom and gloom feel for me this offseason if, uh, if he was still the head coach. Okay, well, doom and gloom maybe, but you would still be looking at that schedule and seeing the same – Big 12 that we've seen over the last pretty much decade. I guess the feed is all messed up on the app right now. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, I'll uh, try to get that fixed. All right, uh, statement number, what is this, four, five, five, whatever it is. 
this will be, will be OU's last year in the Big 12, SEC 2023, baby. That's April Fool's. Really? Yeah. You must be hearing some scuttle. Well, I've heard some things. I just, I think that whole situation feels like it has lost some steam, but I don't know. Trust me, I want it to happen immediately. I just don't know that that's going to be the case. Here's a good one on the text line. OU has a new basketball arena by 2025. <sighs> that would have to pass pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to say April Fool's on that one. It probably is, but I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get that thing to happen. Well, I think we're all trying to get that thing to happen at this point. Um, maybe it's wishful thinking. Maybe it is wishful thinking, but if you want, if Porter Moser has some success around here, that's probably going to need probably going to need something like that to keep him around. Maybe even Jenny Baranchek. Yeah, the way things have moved in the past, it's probably going to be slower than 2025. Maybe we'll have a ribbon cutting for the new arena 2069. Ooh, that'd be nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last one I have, OU softball will go undefeated in the regular season. April Fools. That's unbelievable. Such a bad take. It's a a yeah. No. It's a yeah. It's April Fools. Who are they losing to then? Uh Smart guy. State. UAB this weekend. Maybe. (laughs) They're undefeated regular season. Maybe they lose to state. Maybe it's... Texas, I don't know. I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. Well, no, it was a fine thing last year, but they're chasing history. Come on. I want them to be known as the greatest softball team ever. And I'm not saying that they have to go undefeated for that to happen, but that's going to be a pretty strong claim if they go undefeated in the regular season. I mean, I think you'll have to say that OU is the greatest softball team of all time, so... I'm not rooting for a loss like you. I'm not scared of a loss. I, I don't think so low of this team that they can't handle being undefeated going into postseason play. Nah, it's fine. Scared of a loss? You're scared. I'm not saying that they're going to lose and it's going to ruin the season. I'm just saying that undefeated is difficult. It's never happened before. So... I'm going to stay on that side of it. This Is this team capable of it? Sure they are. Would I love to be proven wrong? Absolutely. No. What are you talking about? All right, what do you never s- like to be proven wrong. Are you wrong. saying, are you ready to say? Yes, that- I've been saying that on Diamond Envy now for, how I, I don't know, it feels like since one of the early episodes. The real reason is I don't want to jinx the season. Well, <laughs> it doesn't matter what I say. I always jinx it. Well, That's what the text line You've says. only been saying they're going to go undefeated the whole time. It's and, like, and, hey, dude, you you're sh- the guy in the dugout talking about the no-hitter. <laughs> you should be more confident about it after last weekend. That was the game that they were supposed to lose Sunday against Baylor. Two outs, nobody on in the bottom of the seventh. Down uh, a run. And they still found – Teddy, uh, they they were down one nothing in the bo- – seriously – down one nothing, bottom of the seventh. No hey. runners on, two outs, and they won the game three to one, not two to one in extra innings or two to one in the bottom. They won it three to one. They won by two runs, and they were down to their last out. 
You don't unbelievable. have to rehash yes, I do. what I happened in the to game. I emphasize the point. I know exactly what happened in the game, and I don't know if you know this, but that game has absolutely Everything zero bearing on anything else that's going to happen this it year. It was the closest they've – well, that and the Tennessee game. It's been twice this year where they've been on the ropes – and they found a way to win. It'll happen again. They'll be yeah. on the ropes. It'll and- probably happen several more more times. There's also going to be a time where they're on the ropes. And I don't know if it's going it to happen several more times. They played the toughest part of their schedule, and they've been on the ropes twice in 30 games. But it'll happen again, and they'll figure out a way just like they've done twice already this year. They're going to get no-hit shutout by I State. I can't look at you right now. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> what what started as a fun segment has me angry now. Well, hey, you know what? We'll just we know where to point whenever things go bad because the guy in the dugout, man, ain't no one got a hit off you yet. It's the <laughs> bottom of the eighth. Mims, Wheeze, Willis, Whites, and more were gone if TBOW stays. No way we win the Big Twelve this year. If so, that's on the text line. You can't. You can't do that. Number one, you can't say, no way we win the Big 12. And number two, you can't say that no way those guys stay here. Those are two statements that you cannot make. Uh, You can have a feeling one way or the other. Yeah. That was going to happen. The way they toiled with Baylor, then put the game away in the seventh inning, no, they'll go down. Undefeated national champs, too much talent. Too many home run hitters. Thank you. Someone in the 918 is smart. Yeah. Good. Hey, I hope that happens. Well, hell, I hope they get lost before postseason play. Hell, I don't want them to go into the postseason with right. no loss, too much pressure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I want them to make the uh the women's college world series. I don't I just don't want to get embarrassed. <laughs> Oh, hell, I'd just rather go to a regional and lose than go to the (laughs) Women's College World Series. (laughs) God, that, hey, like we can talk all we want about, whoa, practices just look different. Whoa, off-season conditioning just looks different. The real telltale sign of the program recently has been that statement by a large section of the fan base. <laughs> well, I'd just rather go to the Cotton Bowl than get embarrassed in the <laughs> semifinal again. I'll tell you God. what, that may be the truest and best statement. Like, if if people, like the, uh, the Barstool Sports segment, where they're saying there's no way Oklahoma fans – feel good about Venables. They're just trying to convince themselves because you look at the way that, you know, they're still enamored or whatever with Lincoln Riley. Uh, just think about that. Think about OU fans in a, like, I wouldn't say a majority, but a big enough group for it to to be a common take would say, well, I just don't want to get embarrassed. Well, maybe next year whenever we got a little more experience. OU fans, some of them didn't want to make the playoff for fear of getting embarrassed. Yep. I that is you know, it's interesting. It's kind of sad anything about no, it. No, it is. It's interesting that in the moment 
like maybe I did. I thought it was dumb, and you always, no matter how good you are, you want to make the playoff. Like whether you think you win the whole thing or not, like that really doesn't matter. Getting to the playoff, but the absurdity, not just of the statement and that people felt that way, but I, like because they should feel like you always want to go into the playoff. But that's how they felt about Lincoln's teams, like. No one realizes that that was an actual conversation going on oh, at yeah. Oklahoma. There's, I, I can't believe that there would be any other program in the country that would have a portion of their fan base that would say that, right? Yeah, Sean says fear of making the playoff is chapter one of things losers say. <laughs> right. My favorite, I like to start rank low. That's when we win it all. Yeah, the one time that that's happened. That's in the 100-plus right. years of the university. Uh, is, are you sure that's the case? Hundred plus years of the university, that that's the only. Well, time. started low, like in the twenties. I, I where'd they start in nineteen seventy? Well, they didn't win the national championship in nineteen seventy. I don't know. Where'd they start in nineteen fifty? I mean, um, well, I'm, I'm sure that there was a hot take out there. Well, hell, we're starting off uh, twenty one behind Oklahoma A and M. I'm just glad we're starting off. We normally do better when we start in the twenties. That's funny. Well. I don't know. But that statement tells you a lot about the mindset and what the fans truly thought. I, and, pe- and that was coming from people that really loved Lincoln Riley, right? Love him, but God, we're sure going to get embarrassed when we make a playoff. Huh. There you go. Amazing. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Your statewide home for Sooner fans is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 1400 AM and 99.3 FM in Norman. 94.7 FM in Oklahoma City. 1430 AM in Tulsa. And 97.3 FM in Weatherford. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Reliable. Fast. Affordable. OEC Fiber was founded on the same principles that brought us OEC 85 years ago. We are reinvesting in Oklahoma by bringing high-speed fiber services to your homes, businesses, and schools. Make sure to visit us today at OECFiber.com to get started. OEC Fiber. We're taking internet, phone, and TV services where no one else will. At Riverwind, we put our hearts into everything we do. Our promise is simple. We're the best. You're simply the best. We promise you all the best new gaming experiences. We promise you the best food, drinks, and service. The one place with the rewards program of your dreams. That's what makes us number one. Only at the one. When we look back, Let's be proud of what we've become. Stronger and wiser. More caring and patient. More prepared and more resilient than ever before. At First United Bank, we're here to help make sure that when we look back, we'll see that we not only survived, but that we're ready to thrive. And that's something we can all look forward to. Keep you in place. But the good news 
is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Consider yourself at home this summer at the Sooner Theater. Your little star can be a star in performing arts summer camps for kids going pre-K through high school. Your kid can also be orphaned this summer in our summer stage camp, 4th through 8th graders doing Oliver Jr. And don't forget about our teens. They'll be slinging papers all the way to Santa Fe in Disney's Newsies. Or enroll your kiddo in one of our two-week non-audition camps. Camps begin May 31st with sessions running through July 29th. Enroll today at SoonerTheater.com or call 405-321-9600. Did you know there's a place where you can get good neighbor service and surprisingly great rates on home and auto insurance? Yep, and that place is, ta-da, State Farm. Here's the deal. State Farm agent Cindy Nasher is your go-to agent in Norman for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop shopping around. State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has you covered. Call 405-307-0500 for surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Energy Savings Agreement from Air Comfort Solutions can maximize your home's energy efficiency. It can keep your AC and furnace systems working properly all year long and save you money by reducing costs from separate AC and furnace tune-up. Those aren't the only benefits, though. You'll get 15% off HVAC repairs, same-day service, a spring and fall tune-up, and no overtime charges. Save energy, time, and money all year long with Air Comfort Solutions Energy Savings Agreement. Call 721-3740 or visit aircomfortsolutions.com. Hey y'all, I'm Blake Shelton. Being from Oklahoma, I know a thing or two about natural disasters. Tornadoes are common where I'm from and have affected my life and the lives of people I care about. No matter where you live, be aware of the dangers in your area and have a plan. You can create an emergency kit, come up with an evacuation plan, and know where to seek shelter. You never know when a disaster may hit. These simple steps can help save a life. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. You can tell how they react when he's in the facility or he's in a, he's in a, a meeting room or on the field. Um, I mean, they just they absorb to him. You know, he's a guy that's been in this system for, for a long time. Uh, he knows it, you know, just like the back of his hand. And, um, you know, he takes it upon himself to, to, to meet with guys and spend extra time with guys, whether it's in this facility or out of this facility, or uh, to, to help them and prepare them for practices and the next day in the meetings. Um, and, but you know what? That's, what? that's what leaders do. That's what great players do. When you become somebody that, that, is, that is a leader or a captain, you've got great responsibility. Um, and, and you just can't do it four days out of the seven days of the week. I mean, you have to be that guy every single day. There's Kill Gundy talking about new quarterback Dylan Gabriel. Tyler McComas and Teddy Lehman, final hour of the rush on this Friday. So what you thought OU was getting in the transfer portal with this dude and the resume, mm -hmm. after hearing everything you've heard and seeing him up close in practice, you feel better, worse, or the same about him as a starting quarterback than what you thought initially? Same. Yeah, nothing's changed. No, but you know, I felt I felt pretty pretty high on the kid, um, you know, and what I've seen 
is, which I haven't seen a lot, but what I've seen, what I've heard just kind of backs that up. I think that, you know, there's just right now it's really hard to totally evaluate because there's, there's not a whole lot of polish there um, with the offense and, you know, they're still working through things. And I, I saw what I witnessed is like whenever it's, it's going to be hard to go out there and just look great in that type of, of situation. It's not a, you know, it's not like a keep them up and we're just in helmets and everything flows smoothly. I mean, it was a tough physical practice that right really kind of mirrors more of a game than it did anything. So yeah, I, I think that he's only going to get better. He's only going to get used to his offensive line and his skill guys. And, uh, you know, it's it takes a while for a quarterback to really develop chemistry with wide receivers. And, you know, this is the first time he's been able to throw with those guys in a situation, like in, in like live bullets out there where you're having to get off of uh, coverages and trying to find like how to break off routes and like learning how wide receivers, how good their vision is and who can find different holes and sit down in. And so I think he's still trying to learn and get up to speed with all of those guys and, you know, same thing, vice versa. They're trying to do the same with him. So it's definitely going to get better and better, but uh, everything that I've seen and heard so far has been pretty good. He's a calm, laid-back guy, and I, I don't know if that's a great thing to have. For, I, don't, I don't think it's a necessarily a great or a bad thing to have at a quarterback. Quarterbacks come in all different shapes and sizes and moods and all that, but he is about as laid-back and cool mm-hmm. of a dude as they've had at that position in, I mean, since I can – since I can remember, it's like he does not feel the pressure of being the starting quarterback at OU whatsoever. No, uh, he doesn't, but he hasn't been in a pressure situation as the quarterback at OU yet. Wait till he rolls into Lincoln, and I know no one there knows – like. They don't think about how good Nebraska used to be, but that's going to be a packed house, big time atmosphere. Um, OU Texas, like the remember the record now for first time OU Texas guys is not good. So no, but uh, Rattler won his yeah. barely. And Caleb Williams didn't start the game, but he played the majority of it. Doesn't he was count. able to win it. I mean, that probably – I'm fine with if you say that it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't. But whatever whatever the moment is or whatever the environment is in Lincoln or OU Texas or whatever, I guess it's easy to look calm, cool, and collected at a press conference, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of things that necessarily phase him. He's not going yeah. to be wide-eyed going into these new experiences. I don't know. For the first time, you may have a quarterback that says, uh, wow, that OU Texas thing is really something instead of just trying to downplay it. You know? I mean, I played in big games before, <laughs> I played in the Iron Bowl. <laughs> Didn't work out well for him. I mean, he won the game. There's a first year starter that won the OU Texas game, but they won despite him yeah, that well, afternoon. He lost the game, but OU won. 
If that, that behind makes any the back sense. play is still the most unbelievable <laughs> thing ever. It's like, what are you doing, man? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I I tend to believe that. I, I'm not sitting here saying like it's going to be too much pressure and the kid's going to fold, but I think there I think there will be a uh, okay. This this is this is different than what I've been doing. You know what I'm saying? It's Central Florida is a fine school and they play uh, really good football, but I the atmosphere and just kind of. Uh, the mo- it's going to be different for him. No, it definitely will be. He'll it, adjust, though. Yeah, he'll do he'll, fine. He'll be fine. What can Dylan Gabriel bring to the table that uh, Caleb Williams couldn't? That's on the text line. Um, I think, I think he's going to be ahead of definitely where Caleb was as a passer last year. I think he, there's probably a chance he throws a better deep ball. Caleb Williams did not throw a good deep ball, not last year. Um, Decision-making. Progression. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean more like the passing game. I guess I was I was being pretty general. But, yeah, if, if it wasn't a one read and predetermined where he's going with the football, he could not read out a defense. Sure. Yeah, I mean, totally. We watched it unfold down the, the stretch of the season to where it was glaringly bad. Bad enough to where, you know, I and others were suggesting, like, maybe it wouldn't be too bad to move to Radler. Now, he's not going to be as explosive as a runner, but he's he's pretty good, and he's pretty mobile. He's going to run around and make plays. Uh, his scrambling is going to be more like what we saw from Baker than it is – and like I like that, man. Yeah, just getting outside the pocket and be able to extend things and maybe find someone down the field. Um, no, I'm a big fan of that, especially when you're as thin as you are at quarterback. I don't really want – I don't want this dude to take unnecessary hits. Now, I, would I like to have Kyler Murray? Sure, but Kyler was an expert, still is an expert, on running the ball but never taking a hit whatsoever. Has he I'm, been hit? I don't know if he's ever been tackled. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever has I been I think he always either. either slides or steps out of bounds right at the right moment or scores. But yeah, the you know, less less times he gets hit the the, the better for this team for sure. All right, I, hey, big news of the day real yeah. quick. Um Overton signs with A&M today. W- was expecting yeah. that. Justin Harrington is back on the team, former uh, former four star, I should say. I saw him in the W drill. Uh, Look good, yeah. Six three two fourteen, wearing number thirty seven. They took his old number and they took his scholarship away. Uh, so, needless to say, he's got to be highly, highly motivated coming back. Right. Yep. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. A couple of segments left on a Friday. Keep hitting that Air Cover Solutions text line 651-3439. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by River. Um, it's just, you know, the system's not just built to throw the ball to one person every single time. So that's the beauty of it. I mean, this ball is going to be spread around to a lot of playmakers. And, um, you know, obviously there's, you know, as a, as, a, as a quarterback, you'll get in situations and you start to become comfortable with some guys and maybe have a little bit tighter uh, trust with some guys here and there that, you know, they may get a few more balls than the other guys. Uh, but, 
again, we're going to we're going to have a you know a good five six strong receivers that are going to be able to go out there and um, and because of the way we're playing in our offense, um, I think we're going to have you know guys with a lot of receptions. Final hour on a Friday, Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing the final hour of the rush. It's Kel Gundy saying, yeah, our offense isn't going to be just throw it up to one guy every single play. We're going to have multiple guys with a lot of catches, and if uh, they're going as fast as you're telling me, that's going to be more plays, that's going to be more opportunities. Um, I would be inclined to believe, Kel Gundy, that that's going to happen this year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, uh, I, I think that they will... They'll definitely move the ball around. I don't know that they're going to necessarily move it around as much as Lincoln Riley did. I think I think Lincoln, sometimes the offense appeared as if he had quotas he needed to fill on getting guys the ball, kind of forcing it to guys. But, yeah, I, I think that their wide receiver, wide receiver group's going to be really good. Um, I think that... Drake Stoops is – I think he's going to have a really, really good so. season. I, I I speak for everyone when I say I, I hope so. I and think, it wouldn't be that big of a shock. He showed nope. us a lot at this point. Yeah. I think Mims will probably have a big year. And I think, I think the freshmen, the young wide receivers, are going to factor in. Uh, Anderson Kidd is a stud. Uh, they got great, great height there, and I think Braden Willis is going to have a huge year. Now, I don't know what it's going to mean as far as like receptions and yards and touchdowns, but he's going to have a big, big season. Like it's it's going to be by far his best. That dude is motivated. He is, he is like the the leader of that football team right now, and it's fun to watch. Stud. Okay, so why do you think Drake Stoops is going to have such a big year? Um, because he's going to be kind of the check down option at times this year. Like, what what do you? Why, why do you think it's it's going to be his best year at OU? I think that. I think that he's going to be really good in working the scramble drill with uh, Dylan Gabriel. I think there's going to be a lot of that going on. I think there is – I think he's going to be one of the chemistry guys with Dylan Gabriel, just the understanding of route concepts and, and you know, how to, how to get himself open. Um, I don't know. I just – I think that he's – I think he's going to have a big impact on the season. Could, I could be wrong on that. Um, maybe he kind of serves the same role that he he has recently. But gosh, is he is he going into his senior year? Mm-hmm. Oh, time flies. But I I don't know. I mean, I I really, you know, I got to see him in one practice and he looked fantastic. Is he a redshirt senior? I think he may be a redshirt senior. Yeah, maybe right. He um yeah because he he and Charlie Kolar are the same age. Correct. I don't know. He and Kolar played together at Norman North. I think they were in the same high school graduating class, and Kolar is 
off to the NFL now. So that would that would add up. Drake Stoops is number twelve. He's a redshirt senior yeah, from okay. Norman, Oklahoma, Norman North go. High School. There you go. I can click on his full bio if you need to know anything else. Yeah, about who it. are his parents? Will you <laughs> will you check and see that? I'm just out of curiosity, I guess. Nobody needs that information. He looked great in practice the other day. Good. Great. So well, um Britt Vittables has been bragging on him. And that that would be a question that I'd ask Bob. And I probably will at some point, but Bob gets it, – it's like when you ask about Drake, he doesn't want to sound like the dad that's like, right. you know, getting in the way or whatever. Like, totally respect that. But it's got to be cool for Drake because anyone that's a senior, it's never easy if you're playing your last year of college football and you're going through a coaching change. You're going through a new coach. That's not easy, man. But when your new coach is a guy that you grew up around, not only is that a lot easier, but that's got to be yeah. pretty cool for him. Yep. What has Venables said about him? Venables just said that he's a guy that relentlessly works hard on the field, off the field, just exactly what you think he would be. Just said some some really nice things about him. Good. Yeah. Um, he made some really, really nice plays Wednesday when I was out there. Well, he's made some really nice plays throughout his career. No doubt about that. Uh, hey guys, been listening all week and enjoy, and enjoy listening. Remodeling kitchen, so not a lot of time to text. Be here next week. Have a good weekend. That's from Greg. <sighs> Love you, Greg. That's nice. Uh, Hope the kitchen looks awesome. A kitchen. Maybe a little backsplash action there for Greg. What do you think? Probably new lighting. Uh, do something with the lighting up top. Backsplash. Possibly flooring, depending on the setup, countertops, uh, hardware. Have you ever redone a kitchen before? Okay, what do you mean by have Have I? you done <laughs> – Have you not have you paid for it. Have you personally been no. involved in it? Absolutely not. Would you ever do something like that? Absolutely. I'd, I'd hire it out, man. There's, there's just no way. What's your hobby? Um, bellying up, mostly. That's a pretty – that's a hobby for me. No, you, dude, you know what my hobby is. I like sitting around watching uh, old westerns, World War II movies, hanging out at the pool. I mean, like, when I relax, I, I like to relax. Collecting shot glasses. Yeah, that was like five years ago. Not mm -hmm. so much now, Yeah, unfortunately. Traveling, throw that in there. I Working in the yard is actually a hobby for me. Yeah. I love working in the yard. It's great. I there There's some things that I like to do that are hands-on, and... Like remodeling a kitchen sounds horrible to he, me. Is this the kitchen that he's remodeling? Did he just send us a picture of this? Whoa. Yeah, Greg, buddy. is that you? Dang, man. Oh, total redo of the kitchen. Re wow. I, I wouldn't classify that as a remodeling of a kitchen. That looks like you're totally rebuilding a house. Man, that is some serious work going on there. God bless you, Greg. You're more of a man than we are. Now, I guess I, I remodeled my kitchen in the house i live in now uh when i changed the garbage disposal that oh a, nice it was a remodel i upgraded did you walk around with your chest puffed out after you got done with that i did which you know it's not too bad thank god for youtube videos right it's the most brilliant thing ever and you can I, do anything i totally respect those guys that go on there and talk about how to 
air up a bike tire and don't sound like the biggest jerks ever, the biggest condescending jerks ever. Like, now when you do this, like, they sound so calm and nice. Like, okay, I don't feel like a total moron by having to look up. This guy doesn't make me feel totally stupid by having to YouTube this most simple thing to do around the house. I appreciate that about those guys, you know? I, I agree with you, but I do have to ask, you didn't YouTube how to air up a bike tire, No, I aired up a bike tire <laughs> last weekend is why I thought of that, but okay. no, I didn't I didn't have to do that. No, so I was, I was almost worried there. All right, uh, which by the way, uh, appreciate those pictures. Uh, please, anyone working on projects, send the pictures in. Well, I love seeing it. be careful about telling people Home to send Home improvement pictures. projects, guys. I, because here's the deal. When you send us pictures, it pops up on the entire computer screen, and there's no hiding it or looking away. Like, it's there, it's there. for us, God, and everyone else to see in here. Yep. So That's right. I don't want the picture that Damon Lane received during hail season a couple years ago where it looked <laughs> like a guy was holding a small piece of hail, but when you click on the picture, you saw his naked body in the background. Oh, I thought you were going to say he he used a body part to give some size reference to no, the size of the hill. It was the front yard, not the backyard, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. Stay tuned. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. When the Sooners hit the diamond. Line shot, left field, base hit. Win column, Sooners, game over. We have you covered on the Sports Talk Network. That's hammered to left and deep, and it's a grand slam. This is your home for OU baseball. Sports Talk, 1400 AM and 99.3 FM. All right, final segment on a Friday, taking you into the weekend. Sooner Baseball against Texas coming up at the top of the hour on 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, and the Sports Talk 1400 app. Just search Sports Talk 1400 in the App Store for the baseball game. First pitch at 6.30, pregame at 6 p.m. Final Four coming up this weekend, Villanova in Kansas tomorrow night at 5.09 Villanova's second-leading scorer is out with an injury. KU minus four. Is this going to be a choke job by the Jayhawks? A lot of pressure to win this game. Is it? If you make the Final Four and you're playing a team like Villanova, is that really a choke job if you lose? It won't be looked at as a choke job per se, but it'll be pretty disappointing seeing as they lost their second-leading scorer. Like Kansas, I'm surprised – uh, four-point spread is, is pretty fine, I guess. I mean, you're a four-point favorite in a Final Four game. You probably need to go out there and win. I am taking Kansas to win, and I want North Carolina to win. As do but I. I think Duke is going to win it. It's As just do I. the story. Well, it's, I, they're playing really good basketball right now. They've got some dudes on that team, and – at the right time, it's just started to click. So they've got that going for them, and they've got like the powers that be. If you believe in any of that, they're going to do everything they can to get Duke into that national championship game. 
Yeah, um, rooting for Brady Manic this weekend. It was pretty split on the text line yesterday. I, I was I was very surprised about that, but rooting for Manic to drop about thirty five points he's, tomorrow night. Good for him for playing the Final Four. He's going to go six of eight from three. Oh dang! Let's uh, go. He'll probably, dude. He's been on fire lately. Six of eight from three. He'll probably have two dunks in transition. He's probably going to score 20, 25, 26 points. He is a, a shining example of the good that can happen via the transfer portal in this you know new age of being able to transfer and play immediately. I think it's Brady Manick well is him, a shining example of Long Kruger's development of players whenever he was here. I'm proud of the guys. Proud of Brady. <laughs> uh, the city of New Orleans is always a good time. I love hanging out there at the Bourbon Street and knocking back some uh, hand grenades and hurricanes. Uh, Going to do that this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good mm-hmm. stuff. Well, good luck to uh, to Maniac against Duke. I hope they get it done. It really is a good Final Four. It really is. I just hate every team that's in it, man. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't care about Villanova, you know, one way or the other, but after the embarrassing Final Four loss. Hey, well, that wasn't their fault. It was their fault. They they did not have that's to true. shoot it they that lights miss. out, especially in the second half. I mean, that was kind of rude, guys. They did not miss. It's, it's, I know it's the worst blowout in That's what I'm rooting for, four. someone to get blown out worse than OU did. But – that game was over in like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> All the buildup. It's like, here we go, baby. We I, uh, I said at the time, and I was half kidding, half not, I think Villanova could have beaten the Warriors that night. <laughs> Probably so. All right, guys, another awesome week. You guys killed it on the text line, as always, driving the show. We appreciate you. Keep it up. We'll be doing the same thing.